Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, the real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. What up, everyone? Thank you for tuning back in to the Stakes is High podcast. I really appreciate you taking this time of your day or night or whatever you are tuning in to listen to us weekly. Or if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, if this is your first time, please find us on all podcasts. Well, I should say most podcast platforms. That's Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And for the individuals listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a good review or not. Don't leave no bad reviews. Don't do that. Give us five stars and all that good stuff. All right. Um, please do that. And if you want to follow along with us on this world of social media, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. You can find us there at Stakes is High Podcast. You will find us there. You'll see our logo and uh, TC and I. You know, we're going to hopefully get uh, posting more on there and keeping you guys updated on what we have going on. So follow us. We'll follow you back. Um, if you want to leave us an email, you want to have a conversation with us, um, any concerns, comments, and if you have someone that wants to be a guest or maybe you want to be a guest on the show. Um, I got a couple emails I am responding to. I will get back with you guys. I've been, man, I've been terrible at that, but we're going to get better at doing that also. So please uh, hit us up there at stakesaidepod at gmail.com. Come, cheer. Um, last week we had uh, Kim, a good friend of mine, who came on and shared her um, shared her transparency tra- transparency of her profession, which is the oldest profession in the world. That is prostitution. Um, it was a very good uh, conversation with her. I've, I got a lot of feedback from individuals said they enjoyed that one. Like most of the time, man, we have questions after everything's done. And after, you know, post the post recording, her and I got to talk and I'm like, man, so I'm really thinking about doing a part two, maybe not with Kim. I might be trying to find another person in that lifestyle and try to have a different angle, a different conversation about that. But if you haven't listened to that, man, go please tune in. Uh, I think it's a very good listen. Um, just hearing about the lifestyle lifestyle of escorting. Um, there was a lot of things I learned, even though she is a friend of mine and I knew she was into the lifestyle, which is kind of crazy. I wanted to do this type of episode a long time ago, but I didn't even know. Like I said on the show, I forgot she was even an escort. So, but man, please listen to that show. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, listen without a listen with a, um, I should say a non judgmental ear. <laughs> so tune in to that one. All right. Thank you, Kim. This week, 
we have some family back returning returning uh family coming through man this episode we did was probably whoo man it's been over a year easy even a couple years right multiple yeah yeah pandemic yeah 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 man we had i don't i should have looked up the name of that episode i got all my episodes up here i don't even man yeah but anyway um we got family back man i think the first episode you know a lot of people enjoyed it and um i appreciated uh you know your transparency and just giving like a different outlook of what i appreciated it was that you almost made is that you or me me sorry oh, okay okay i was like oh do you know it's first time I'm using this <laughs> but what i appreciated about it was man you gave first ladies uh normality you guys you made you made um being a first lady and even just discussing the church you gave just like a um just some just being normal you know what i mean like it wasn't this uh alienated uh part of life that a lot of people look at first ladies and you know they yeah i appreciated you doing giving us that that outlook but before we continue talking we had we called you lady z last time we're going with the zanae zanae (laughs) what's happening (laughs) what's up it was um episode 146 lady z speaks can i kick it (laughs) oh yo that's we like two almost two 50 now yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah man what's going on how you been good 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 a lot has happened since then right life's been moving very quickly um good things though good things though. yeah good yeah yeah man how was uh i know you know of course i see you i follow you on social media i see you getting it in you out here thinking you got some muscles and all that now i'm just like there you go how's uh how was um you know how was especially you know with your husband and the church how was it with the pandemic and how's things going now yeah it was interesting i think um the pandemic caused everybody to shift and i mm-hmm. think it especially the church it made people shift quicker And I think people are comfortable with slow change, but not fast change. And that really made people tap into technology. You know, then there's the question, do I got to go to church every day? Do we need to do Bible study in person every day? Like now everybody's rethinking like, what, how, how do I make it make sense? And were we just doing these things out of tradition and what made us comfortable um, versus like what is like more practical? So for us, um, being a smaller congregation, we're at like 120, mm-hmm. 120 or so people. Um, good thing is we had sold our building. We had an old, old building, which was kind of draining us financially. So we sold that before the pandemic. So that we saved a bunch of money during the gotcha. pandemic. We invested all that money. You know, like I'm, I'm a CPA, my husband's a business person. So we invested that. So we made a bunch of money through the pandemic save some money um but it forced us we have a youtube channel now okay. so my husband like we're back hybrid so first and third sundays but we still do bible study virtually which more people are able to attend because mm-hmm. they don't have to physically go somewhere they can mm-hmm. call in as they're picking up the kids or as they're cooking dinner um so i think our reach has expanded a little bit mm-hmm. um, I've, yeah. I've, I've always wondered you know with i wondered how like what the pandemic did to like most religions right like because we couldn't meet in person was it causing people to you know lose just because i mean you know like like 
people people get that Sunday. They come and get that recharge. They get that motivation to get back. Like they come around like minded people. They come and get prayer. They come get that, you know, that 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 weekly monkey off their back of just like, ah, oh, man, I need I need this church. You know what I mean? And I always just wondered how you know how that affected those individuals who you know i mean you know be, watching it online is one thing right but yeah. when you get around them people you know what i mean i just it's always different. yeah have you have you guys talked to members that dealt with that you know what i mean we have um i think you've seen um people have responded differently and those people that give that get energy from worship and being around other people, I think continue to engage virtually. Um, our church, we tried, and I know a lot of churches tried to be even um, intentional about having Zoom calls, you know, mm. once or twice a month to still kind of get that personal interaction. Um, and some churches were still doing small groups. But you know, you had some people who like, we not have an in-person church and then literally did not go to church for two years because they weren't they weren't watching online. And so I think it also tested people's faith and relationship mm-hmm. with not the church, but with Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you really have a relationship with Christ, are you really engaging and trying to connect with the people? Are you reading and doing studying on your own? Yeah. Um, so I think that's where you're kind of seeing the Bible talks about the shifting the wheat from the tear, right? Mm-hmm. And who are the true followers and believers and walk workers versus people who are just kind of showing up out, out of routine or tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know uh, the church I attend, you know, they're still, you know, still trying to do you know every they had they've had services sporadically here and there that were in person but it was a sign up it was a whole bunch of things yeah. you, just, you know you got to do this you got to do that so your covid you know you gotta it had it was a lot to do to go um it's hard right yeah yeah and, and, people, I, and sorry to cut you off but it's like the thing is people now we're literally going anywhere we want to go so why is it that we're still saying like I can't go to church? But like <laughs> you going to work, you going to the grocery store, you going over family, like flying right? without mask, you doing everything you want. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so for me, like I'm, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm a hybrid. I'm an introvert sometimes. I'm an extrovert sometimes. And I got to the point where I was like, maybe I don't need to go to church. Maybe I'm shifting where I don't really feel like we got to go every week. But then getting back into church, I was like, nah, like. I, like I still need this energy. Like there's something about the worship experience that I can experience Christ on my own. I read the Bible, I study on my own, but something about Man. the corporate work worship, right? It just yeah. gives you a different type of energy, which I think people underestimate. Yeah, and I and I, and I, I guess the thing that I looked at, like you said, we are the world has opened back up. You know what I mean? And I think having these concerns, you still have to have them. But I think you know, it, you know, business wise, you know, hopefully most churches are starting to say okay what can we do to get our members back one um i think the elderly is one of the ones that you lose a lot because i mean ain't my grandma don't have no internet (laughs) you know what i'm saying she she doesn't and she's not going to get it you know even if she got it she probably wouldn't know how to log on to whatever um and also i think it's like not only that you know i think that 
you're going to lose members to say, well, look, I'm Greg over here to church such and such because they are open. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, ah, uh, you know, so but anyway, but yeah, man, I'm glad uh I'm glad you guys are getting back to it. And you know, you you guys, you know, you guys seem like you guys made some power moves within the churches, you know. Yeah. We yeah. figured it out. We yeah, figured yeah. it out. If anybody got did, you know, any insights to a, a building in central Indiana, let us know because we yeah. back in the market for that. So are y'all looking for a church or are y'all looking for like a community center? Both. Seem like community center is the way to go. That's yeah, multi-purpose. Yeah, we want a multi-purpose. Like we can, yeah. so you can set up church in any type of building. But yeah, yeah. what we want to do, like we have our not-for-profit, we want to look at becoming a CDC. So we just need a space. Yeah, yeah. And then we can do all the community work out of that space. Because we've been on this soapbox. Like you walk, you go down the street, you got all these churches, but none of them are open except for two or three hours a week. So what do you, what, what's happening Community the rest center. of the week? Right? <laughs> yeah. so we're trying to solve that problem. Had in basketball tournaments, have everything going on. Something, in yeah, for the, for the kids. Like, yeah, help yeah. reduce violence and crime and theft if you yeah. have something to do during the week. Yeah, man, yeah, man. What else been going on? CPA, you said you... you... What's yeah, up with man. that, man? I want to talk about the blog. I want to talk about the book. I want to go in everything. And then we can, Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm dropping them letters everywhere I go. I worked hard for those three letters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I have been fighting with the CPA license since I graduated college back mm. in 2008. And um, entering into the accounting profession, I worked for CPA firms. And so it's like you work for the firm, you get your license, you move up to be manager, partner of the firm. That's the track. Um, and I thought I was doing everything right and I could not pass it. Um, it's a four part exam. Um, you have to pass all four parts within 18 months. It's, it's harder, they say, than the bar exam and the boards that doctors and lawyers have to take. It's that difficult. It's ridiculous. But, um, and so it, it took a mental toll on me. Like I was a star athlete, right? I was top of my class in, in, in um, school and all of that, but I could not get over the hump of this exam. So I started past some, some expired. I said I wasn't gonna do it anymore. So it was just like a roller coaster for 12 years. And then pandemic hit and I was still at a CPA firm. And I was like, okay, if I'm gonna be a partner at this firm, I have to get this license and pandemic shut the world down so I'm not traveling anymore I'm not going to meetings and conferences like all I have to do is focus and so that's what I did and um in the passing during the pandemic oh man congrats yeah so I wrote a book about it (laughs) yeah that's what I did (laughs) yeah which was more the book is it talks about my journey it talks about it's called finish Mm-hmm. Um, leveraging career, sport, faith, and failure. And really, it's to encourage people to finish what they start. So mm-hmm. whether it's it's not going to be the CPA exam, it could be going back to school, it could be starting a business, it could be a fitness journey. But if you say you're going to do it, what are some practical things you need to put in place to accomplish your goals? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I talk about overcoming um, imposter syndrome, syndrome, how I didn't feel smart enough and how I went to therapy and I got tested for ADHD. I got a career mm-hmm. coach, like the mental toll that it took on me. Um, and I don't think we acknowledge that sometimes, especially as black people. And so how do you deal with that? How do you overcome obstacles and mm. set boundaries for yourself? Um, I created a study group because I'm big on accountability. 
Um, So I created a study group of other people that were studying for the exam. And we got up every morning and studied from 530 to 830 Mm. every single day, even Saturday and Sunday. Um, And these are people from all across the country. They're part of the National Association of Black Accountants with me. And so we just went through everything together. And so it's like accountability group then. It was like, make you give you give you focus. And yeah, I think that's one of the things you can do, right? Like you can get in part of, you know, a crew or a group or whatever people who are doing the same Same thing. So, uh oh. Is that me? Uh-oh. No, you're right. good. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, just individuals who's struggling, that's doing the same, you know, going through the same thing you're going through. That's, but it's tough. Like, you know, I guess, I, I guess just trying to find that outlet in whatever you're in and trying to find those group of people to to do it. I guess that's the hard, that might be the hardest thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And so what I, like, in Indianapolis, I don't know any other black people that were studying for it. And so I put out a um, question on a discussion board um, from from our NABA network. It was like, hey, is anybody else studying? Does anybody want to kind of do this together? And so I got 25 people from around the country that was like, yes, let's do it. And so now it's like actually an official program. NABA, we trademarked it. It's like 400 people trying like in this group. It's like super, super dope story, but Social media is like, we need to use it in a way that's productive. And I feel like if you put something out there, you're like, hey, I want to start a business. Put something out there, like anybody, like there's going to be people who are trying to do what you're doing. Um, And so I feel like that's a great way to try to connect people and just work in your networks, you know? Yeah. So uh, let's, 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 uh, let's rewind a little bit because I think one of the things is like, there had to be a time before you start where you had to overcome the failure of saying, I don't want to do this because there had to be a point before you said, all right, I'm going to reach out to everyone. And you said something, you said you took therapy. Like how did, how did therapy help you? Um, like what, 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 what did therapy do to give you that confidence to say, yo, I want to keep on, keep on doing this. Yeah. It was really to help me like, <laughs> like confidence. Cause I had this like, am I really not smart enough to do this? Which doesn't make sense because I was already operating in this capacity as a profession, right? And I was already a leader in the community. I was on the board of all of this all of these accounting organizations and I'm presenting myself out one way, but on the other hand, like I cannot pass this exam and I don't know why. And so like, am I a fraud? Like what like what is it? it i just didn't i just was like i need somebody to talk through this and like my husband you know bless his heart like he can be supportive but I, you know i was like you just saying that because you're my husband right and then my parents are trying to be supportive and i'm like but y'all don't get it right and so just having a person an objective person who don't know anything about me just kind of be able to kind of talk through and regain some some confidence what was that point to where you said i want to go to therapy because someone listening right now may be going through whatever it may be to where or myself or whomever like where was that point to where you said therapy is what it is yeah well it was it was around the same time as therapy and a a, um a coach and 88 i'm getting tested for adhd because i was like something that i'm doing on my own is not working Mm. And I believe, obviously, in prayer. And I also believe that God gives us wisdom to use the resources that are around us. Yeah. And if I can't figure it out, there's somebody out there who can 
help me kind of shift through it. Um, and so like I was doing Google searches like for CPA coaches or how to study for this or what, you know, am I smart? Like all of the things. And then, um, yeah, I just, I just reached out. I was, I was, I was at a breaking point where it was like, I either got to do this or not. And so if I'm going to do it, then I need some help to kind of get over the hump emotionally yeah yeah i guess i just like i think like wanted like someone like myself who's never done therapy um and i know a lot of people who have you know, friends i've you know just family whomever like i guess i just always wonder like like your approach going in is it just like, like all is it like all walls down did you kind of go in like that did you go kind of go on the defense how was how yeah, was your, and, I, your and i will say my and i was talking to her it was also kind of about life purpose in general um and i you know therapy me and my husband do marriage counseling and so we encourage and like even with marriage counseling we'll get to a point if there's a serious issue we'll send people to actual therapists that's right. And so that's always been something that's part of our list of resources that we feel like people should take advantage of these counselors and therapists. Um, so for me, when I went in, I was like, I'm trying to figure out my life purpose. Um, I'm a pastor's wife. And so I can't always be transparent with yeah. everybody. Um, what am I doing? You know, I've made some mistakes and some, so just kind of talking through all the things. So I wanted to go in yeah. and for somebody to tell me about myself. So you went and prepared. Here's the questions. This is what I want to know. Okay. Cause I, Cause I feel like the position I'm in, people don't give me direct feedback. Mm. And I don't know if they feel like, well, you got it all together already or, I, I come off with a certain level of confidence and they're scared. I don't know what it is, but I, I'm like crazy that kind of correction. Um, mm -hmm. So I, that's what I went into therapy, just like an open book. Like, what do I need to do, sis? Like, tell me. <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up, man. So where can they find the book? I'm going to go ahead and promote this now. We're going to again do it in the in the um, at the end of the episode. But since we're on the book, where can they find it? And, you know, all that. It's on Amazon. Hey. Um, yeah, you can. Where can search. we give you the money directly? I know there's a way to give you the money. What's your cash app? <laughs> I feel like you're just trying to get my cash app. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listeners, listen. She's been very accommodating. There was some mess up yesterday, and I said, hey, let me buy you lunch. What's your cash app? And she ain't <laughs> gave it to me yet. <laughs> my cash app is uh, dollar sign Lady ZB. Um, but the book is on Amazon finished leveraging uh career sport faith and failure i have a website duh um mm. my website is ladyzspeaks.com okay and so it's got my book on there and all of my blogs and mm. some like highlights from when i've done like speaking engagements can they so can, i mean like i asked for the, like seriously is there a way that they could buy from you directly because i know amazon gotta get they gotta get they cut and all that <laughs> stuff is yeah um yeah the if website? they reach out to me i have books on hand okay all right cool. reach out to me and then i can just mail it out all right, cool. Get that book. Get that book. I'm going to get me one. And I'm buying you lunch because you was very accommodating. <laughs> I appreciate man, it. I was, I was messed up in the game yesterday, man. Not me. My, my, anyway, anyway. Um, let's talk about the blog. Um, there's some things that I've seen on the blog as I was, you know, as, as like I said, I've been kind of seeing your journey throughout, just watching you on uh, Instagram and just see, you know, social media and just like, yo, um, 
I'm like, yo, one of these days soon, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna be like, yo, you got to come back because, like I said, I seen you, you know, past your Ted. I just been watching it all, you know what I'm saying? And let's talk about the blog. And like I said yesterday, you cheated on the stakes as high. You know, went on another podcast. <laughs> TC, man, hey, she cheating on us, bruh. <laughs> I've been now, talking. You know what? <laughs> one of my goals is to do like a TED talk and to like be a speaker. So I'm just, you know, that's what's up. No, no, no. I'm just joking, man. Shine, man. Go every podcast ever. You know what I mean? That was dope. Though. I, I listened. I listened, and uh, um, actually, I listened after I asked you to come on, and I didn't even know. And I went to your um, there's a link tree or whatever. I went there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she on the pod, another podcast. So, yeah, man. But um, talk about your blog. And I got some. There's some things that I, there's some topics on here I want to talk about from the blog because you talked. The blog was going on last time you came on. We talked about that. But let's go ahead and re, like retouch on what you know what the blog is, what you're doing with the blog and everything. Yeah, so it started off as, um, it's an extension of our ministry, but you know, I've always, I grew up in church, but I've always battled with, there's a group of people that are not going into the church and how do we get Christian principles to the people? And then how do we help people that even may be going to church understand what the Bible says and how to apply that during the week. So that's the point of my blog, just practical advice, take a scripture, then how do I apply that to my daily life um, every day, every other day, aside from like Sunday and, and Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so yeah, I started it, I think 28, 17 or 18, and then I paused it when I was doing the CPA. As soon as I got done with that, finished the book, and then I got back on it at the end of last year. Um, so it's really, I, I want to expand it, but it's still been um, kind of Christian based, taking a scripture, adding some of my personal anecdotes or stories, mm -hmm. and then um, articulating a little bit about what that means. And then I do a video. So on the first First Lady Fridays, I do um, the blog post mm -hmm. on the first Friday of the month. And then the third Friday, I do a video where I do a little more commentary about what the blog really meant. Okay, okay. Um, and the blog is on the website too. It's on the website. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to expand it so it, it does include because I'm really big into like community engagement and people need to get get involved and give back. Maybe some like leadership tips here and there, but I really still been focused on like the the Christian part so far. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, let's talk about some of these some of the the blogs that you have. Um, the first one. Um, this seemed this is very interesting to me. Be the church, not churchy. What is what is that? Well, first, let me let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Uh, uh oh, you there? Oh man. Yo. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. All right. All right, there you go. So uh, the first, the, let's go back. So um, be the church, not churchy. Let's talk about that. Um, I found that interesting because I remember a few years ago, um, and I don't know if it's related, but it kind of goes back to making me think about, uh, you know, when Kurt Franklin came out with his, with his push, his movement of, uh, what was it? God hates religion, or what was it? Yeah, I know. Uh, it was something about being basically, you know, um, 
the, the conversation religious religious religion versus spirituality mm-hmm. you know what i mean and I, that's the first thing i thought about when i read this mm-hmm. you know what i mean because it almost made me think of like you know more spirituality versus you know the religion you know what i mean some people get caught right. up on the 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 phrases and the rules and right. regulations versus just the, the relationship with god right and that's the first thing i thought when i read that maybe i'm wrong but is that kind of where you're going with that is a little bit um and it's it, it's i was trying to speak to we go through the motions of church um, and then we stop there sometimes. And so we go to church and we sing in the choirs and we dance and shout around. But what about everything else that is that God really wanted us to do? And when the New Testament talks about being in the church and spreading the word to all the people and caring for the sick and fighting for justice and taking care of the poor, um, some of the things that we're supposed to do in our communities, mm-hmm. are we doing those things? Or are mm-hmm. we just going to church to put on a show and I'm using my gifts to sing the choir and I'm getting all the glory, but then throughout the rest of the week, I'm not really doing anything. Yeah. So it, it was it's more of a challenge. Like, it's great. Like, I love church and the worship experience and that's great, but there's also an extension, a responsibility that we have um, to get more people into the faith and to help people understand, like, who is God? Like, who is Christ? Right. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you how do you how do you define church? So church with the big C is like the institution of church. One, two, three Main Street. And so. Oh, you're frozen. What'd you uh, say? Man. Um, like one, two, like like one, two. That's why it's frozen. I see what's going on. Um, like one, two, three Main Street is. So like my church, New Liberty Church is a church with a little C. It's just one church within the family or the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the big C, the church. Like we are all, like we'll hear people say like, I am the church. Like we all make up the church with the big C. Okay. okay. So that's what I mean when I'm saying be the church, like be the body of Christ that we're supposed to represent um, throughout the throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and don't ch- just go through the mo- go through the motions. <laughs> <laughs> what is churchy? Yeah, churchy to me is going through the motions. And I, I, I talk about in the blog a little bit, like I always felt like I wasn't churchy enough. And I think that has always um it was a thing with me. And I think that has is why some people don't go to church a lot. We feel like you don't speak in the church lingo or I don't, you know, they don't dress a certain type of way or I can't pray a certain type of way. Church, the way church had been presented in the past, it had a certain look and feel and sound to it. And if you didn't fit in that box. Yeah. You, you felt like you weren't included in that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm like, don't don't be churchy. Like, it's not about that. It's not about how well you can pray in front of people. Like, you can pray just like talking normally, right? Yeah. Um, so kind of breaking down those stereotypes so that people feel like, yeah, I am part of the church and it doesn't have to look or feel or sound a certain type of way. Do you think that's a part of the intimidation? Absolutely. 
Yeah. And, and, and I could see that just haven't felt included. Mm. Well, what about the, do you think like, as far as, like you said, you've never been that way. Like even like from our first episode, like you, you, you go to get togethers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You go, you go to events, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I see you put that in one of your posts. You said, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you will go out and you will, you know, you will enjoy yourself amongst friends and, you know, uh, typical stereotypical first lady, you know what I mean? You got your skirt on with a big hat and that's not, that's not you. And you think that's like, kind of like, what the expectation of a first lady is do you think that's a part of the reason why individuals may not feel comfortable coming to you and how do you change that yeah i think i've tried it's been it's been 10 years that me and my husband have been pastoring this church Mm -hmm. and i think the first couple years i did battle with that um but I feel like you only change the stereotype by being true to who you are and not, I I think I, (laughs) I can be a little rebellious, but I went to the extreme to break down those stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, do I like dressing up? Sure. Um, Do I like some of the influence? Sure. But that's not what it's about. And I remember one Sunday I had on um, I actually wore, I wear pants to church. I wear pants a lot. Um, and I had on pant jeans at church. And one of the older ladies came up to me and she said, thank you for kind of being yourself and, and dressing down today. She was like, because my granddaughter wasn't going to come to church because she felt like she didn't have anything to wear. And I just made her come. And so seeing you dress casual made her feel more comfortable. Ah, that's dope. That's yeah. Dope. And so from then I was like, bet. And so like, and then it's changed my mindset. And this was early on, but I started thinking what I'm doing in this position isn't for our church, our older traditional church people. It's for the next generation mm-hmm. of people to come up and be able to see themselves and be comfortable in a worship service and with the other church leaders. Got you. Yeah, that's dope, man. I think, and you know what's interesting? Um, you know, as I, you know, I don't know your, I don't know your husband, but you know, I've seen him. You know, um, you know, which, you know, posts you've made. He's not your. He doesn't look like. I mean, you know, he he got swag to him. I'm like, what do y'all expect? You know, if, if you come into this church and he got swag, what you, you know, what I mean, like, yeah. it's just, it's interesting if they choose to come to that church. It seems like they would be prepared for, you know you know that that lifestyle of the married couple the first lady and the the pastor you know what i mean it seems like they would already be prepared for that but you know some people still have expectation for no matter what the man do the woman should do this (laughs) in our church when we our church is 107 or so years old so we didn't start the church we inherited it so there still was some very Ah, old traditions and so we worked to kind of shift the culture um me and my husband have an interesting dynamic he is older than me and he is um he also grew up in the church but he can be more traditional and so i think we have a good balance like he's pretty traditional i'm a little rebellious and then we kind of meet in the middle and rub off on each other a little bit so we try to meet everybody where they are so people feel comfortable but we can do either way you know mm-hmm. i think i think it's really like to really to get this newer generation in and just to kind of build the church back up and it's something i want to talk about here about um next 
your ne- the next topic I want to discuss is uh, the great debate church attendance. Oh, and yeah. I think that is something that's kind of like I think more churches are going to have to kind of incorporate, you know, like maybe they might have to get rid of some of this old way of thinking and be accepted to, you know, the, you know, what, what the new generation is. And especially if you want to attract them to your church, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't run them out just because of, you know, that ain't the old way we used to do it. So, but let's talk about that. That's one of your blogs. The, yeah. The great debate church attendance. Yeah. I had a, that was an old one. I had what I have in here, like eight or so arguments in there. <laughs> the point I was trying to make a case. Oh, you, you talked about the little C and the big C. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I was trying to make a case for why church attendance is necessary. And this was pre pandemic. So I don't even know if I feel the same way about a lot of this. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. I, I, I do feel that church is necessary. Um, and it's important and the attendance is because and here's my main thing is because and there's a scripture that supports this but it says how can they hear without a teacher Mm. and the bible specifically talks about pastors preachers and teachers um and so i just i just think that's important like when you want to go to work or you go to school there's an instructor right and so why do we expect why would we expect for that not to be the same in the church where we don't need leadership or a teacher or somebody who studies this to be able to help us figure it out Mm -hmm. and i don't think that enough people are doing the work on their own and so i feel like there is always a necessity to have a guide and even if we are doing it on our own it's beneficial to have somebody to help relate it and um explain it to us in a way that you know people these preachers and pastors like they go to school for this they spend hours mulling over it and mm-hmm. learning it in hebrew and greek and all these different languages in a way that we may not understand right so that that's my fundamental um principle and why i think it's necessary to attend church and be under some type of leadership yeah let me ask you a question because and this is just kind of uh I don't know. This may be like the counter. Maybe someone's thinking that's listening to this. I I am in my like someone in their 40s or 30s or whatever it may be. They've been going to church their whole life. And I've heard the Bible from Genesis to Revelations a million times. And what makes someone feel like, hey, man, I'm churched out like I still have my faith. I still have my trust in God and I, I still I still have my relationship with God. I say my prayers, but my attendance on going to church, me going to church every single Sunday, it's, it's really not necessary. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I, I don't I don't have to. What, what would you say to that? Yeah, I feel like once we get to the point where we feel like we know enough, um, or we've experienced enough, that means it's time to like help somebody else along. Mm. And so I would say you can still go to church, but maybe it's time for you to lead a ministry or work with the youth or 
What are you doing? Do a small group outside of church, you know, like something else, like it's time to take it to the next level. Cause that's why we go to church to worship, to learn and to be trained to go out and to be disciples. <laughs> so if you got all that, cool. Now it's your time to execute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think like me, um, I think my approach on like church has always been a little different. You're right, like on Easter Sunday, we've heard the Easter Sunday sermon mm-hmm. every Sunday, every time, you know what I mean? Or if you go to church and you he goes to a familiar, you know, I remember my grandmother used to highlight stuff in the Bible and I used to be like, grandma, your whole Bible highlighted. What What is what's special about this? <laughs> it's like, it's all highlighted, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? But anyway, um, I guess like my approach has always been to where like I've never been churchy. I've never like tried to shame anyone that that wasn't going to church or like I've never been like Jesus freak. And that's just just I I give the quotation. You know what I mean? That gives that I never been that way. Right. I've always just been like more of a spiritual person, like, you know, my relationship with God and everything like that. But I think when I when I've gone to church is like the like anything else like it was just the energy of the people there it may have given you that boost of energy it may have given you that feel of just like love just like just whatever it may be that's a place where i went to receive that you know what i'm saying and i really didn't get caught up on a lot of people get caught up on what the pastor's doing or what john doe next doing Ah, well he did two rows ahead of me like i ain't got nothing to do with that bro like i'm here to get this energy that's going to be given from the choir from the pastor whoever it may be and then when i leave i can feel fulfilled of what that may have given me that day in that moment and i've it helps you know what i'm saying so that's how i always looked at church i never looked at it like I, that's why i never had no business with like no concerns of what somebody else is doing like sure. you know what i'm saying i ain't never yeah, been that. you focus on i'm focused on like you said like i'm not focused on what anybody else is doing um i think i think I, you know i'm no longer like forcing people like you gotta be at church every sunday got it um especially now not, this pandemic yeah, that made people be like see <laughs> yeah you may not have to do that but the bible does talk about consistently gathering with other believers and like-minded people so i feel like yeah. there's some consistency there and i do feel like people have to figure out like what is and and so my most recent blogs i think this year i've been trying to get away from it but i keep kind of saying the same thing and it's really to help people figure out what is your place in the kingdom of God and it's not just to go to church and to get a good feeling right like what is the purpose that God has placed in each of us to go out and to do ministry and what does that ministry or gifts look like for each of us right yeah, yeah. and so for you like you have this platform like this is a gift so how are we using it yeah, like talking yeah. about church and all the different things so just kind of helping people figure understand that there is a deeper responsibility and then figure out how to connect their gifts to benefiting the kingdom of God. Really. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And a lot of people think that has to go with pushing, pushing, um, pushing prayer or pushing um, uh, scriptures or like, it's not always the case. Like you can, you know, like, like the energy you take of just being a good person and like you said, helping someone being something or using a platform to do what we're doing or whatever it may be. It don't have to, like a lot of times people, and I think that's just like that old concept of like, go back to where you have to be churchy to be a Christian or you have to be almost on this perfect 
like be perfect to be a Christian. It's like, nah, man, that ain't nah, man. That, and that's always turned me off because that's what they try to promote. And it's like, nah, that ain't the only way, dog. No, it's not. Yeah. And, and you know, like I, re- I read a book um, recently. Crap, what's it called? Um, or it was an organic church. And I have a couple friends that are doing um, like small group churches or churches out of their homes. Okay. And it's just different, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a new thing, but if you take it back to really biblical times, like that's really what the church was. People yeah. gathering in each other's homes and mm-hmm. just kind of organically, you know, having um, connections with people. And, and people are doing that now. At first I was like, that's weird. Like I ain't invite nobody over to the crib. Like this is our like sacred space. But it, it has forced me to think like, okay, like maybe that is an alternative way um to gather people especially younger people who let like let's meet at a coffee shop let's meet at a bookstore like let's do yeah. something else um where y- you don't have to be in the church building with the cross and the steeple and the thing you know mm-hmm. all of that stuff i think it was uh i just looked it up i remember uh i was looking up i think i can't find i think it said i love god but hate religion i think that was kirk franklin's oh, uh-huh. yeah because thing yeah, so. yeah 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 i think um I think you're right, man. I think it just like old school, like you said, it was just gathering of people coming together. And but again, I think I think. Do, well, let me ask you a question. Do you think prosperity preaching is kind of curved that way of thinking of just like small group people at their house coming together? Do you think prosperity preaching is like, hey, now nah, we need these attendance to be boosted so we can we get this money? Do you think that's kind of hurt that old way of like groups coming together? Um. I, I, yeah, I don't support prosperity preaching in the way that it's just to give get people to give money. Um, I oh, think, you made a post. I'm sorry to cut you off. You made a post that I was dying when the dude was like, <laughs> "With a lady, but yes, because and you should play funny. that post. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, because I, and that's funny. I posted that day, but we were having a church business meeting. Yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of timely, but for the audience, the post was like a guy was like. Y'all need to ask these churches what they're doing with your money. Yeah. And so now a lady came in and she was like, you want to do, know what we're doing with the money? And I and I can rattle it off because like I do, um, I, we have a lady who does a treasurer, but then I do the reporting. We pay the bills. I already talked about the mortgage before, right? So you got a mortgage, um, light bill, insurance, um, all of those things. And then ministry opportunities, musicians, sound guy, like run down the list of yeah. expenses, right? Um, and my husband, and I think a lot of people feel like, you know, all these pastors get money from the church, but most pastors work a full-time job. And, See, and, I, and that's what I was going to ask. People you don't too. realize that. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, because I think everybody is understanding and you can maybe touch on this. Right. So like most most people are understanding to the financial aspect of the church. Right. We know we got to pay this. We got to do this. Got to pay yeah. that. We got to do this. We got to do this. And um, like we had uh, David Hampton on years, mm-hmm. a few years ago, and he talked mm-hmm. about most black churches are Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. People thinking we just <laughs> most black churches are Sunday to Sunday, you know, right. and it's just like different things that a lot of them are doing where white churches have different concepts and plan oh, yeah. that, you know, but anyway, um, 
I guess the conversation is like a lot of people do a lot of do a lot of people do understand that. Mm-hmm. But then when you say the pastor's salary is mm-hmm. when people start people yeah. start being like, whoa, now see now that's what I have a problem with. You know right. what I mean? It's like, why do you expect the man of God to not get paid? <laughs> that's what I always say. I'm like, it's his job. <laughs> it's his job. And, yeah. and and a lot of them, like I said, have multiple jobs. But and my husband gets paid a little bit from the church, but most of his money comes from working in the school. Uh, okay. But my husband did a, a, a Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago. Somebody invited him on the panel and he said, the thing about the pastor is that you see him preach on Sunday and do Sunday school and teach Bible study. But I've seen him get up in the middle of the night to go to a hospital visit. And I see him on calls throughout the week and meeting with politicians throughout the city and, you know, working on all of these different initiatives. Like, so you can run down the list of everything that mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's just interesting when people think about that. It, yeah, I have that. It's, un- it's, it's funny you say that because a lot of people don't understand my career. Right. They think yeah. that they think that literally all we do is put out fires. Yes, right. And that's literally a very minimal part of our job. So like yeah. they don't know that we're on call 24/7. They don't know when the, when that when that when that tone goes off at 3 a.m. Yeah. We ain't like, "Ah, let me go use the restroom first. Let me go brush <laughs> my teeth." Nah, we got to go, man. You right. know what I'm saying? And and they don't really they don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize that until it's one of their loved ones and then we right. show up and we do what we do and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the same thing. You see us at the grocery store. You see us maybe doing something else, but then you don't understand what we had to do our last day. And then we have to get up and be fathers. We have to be husbands. We have to go to whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I was up at three in the morning. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like doing CPR and I was dead asleep five minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, you know, I like to make the caveat, like not all churches are the same. I understand that there are some bad apples out there, um, but I feel like majority of the churches are doing the right things. Yeah. Um, And those bad apples kill it for the people that's doing it. They do. And, and, you know, Dr. Hampton is right. Like a lot of churches are doing week to week. And and that was one of the reasons why we were like, we got to sell this building because we're putting all of our money back into operations and not ministry. So now we're repositioning ourselves where any money we get in can go back out the door to community work. And so we're trying to shift that, but it's hard to do that when people don't support the ministry, but like let somebody die or you need help with your bills or you want this, you want to come to the church. I'm like, we ain't got it because ain't nobody paying tithes. Mm-hmm. Or, like, so it's like- <laughs> Now they on Facebook talking crazy. <laughs> now you on Facebook talking crazy. It's like, well, tell your people to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where the money coming from? <laughs> yeah, he, he driving that new car. Yeah, because I had good credit and I got a job. <laughs> you know what I'm and, saying? And that's another thing. And I, and I tell my husband, like, I'm always work and nobody going to be able to say that, you know, we got what we got because of the church that ain't yeah. it like even if our church was in a position I, I, to, to support us we wouldn't because that ain't what it's for well then i mean but, but you got to think about it if if your church your membership go up 100 people now your responsibility goes up so therefore exactly. you, you know what i'm saying you can't do you can't he, he's not going to be able to have another full-time job his full-time right. job is going to be here because and that's what happens with these huge churches like he can't go work a 40-hour job and he got 300 members to where he had you know even if they have people in place to help out he yep. still is the you know the, the he's still the quarterback of this this exactly. team you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah man 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's to get back to your other point, the way I understand some prosperity ministers, like I think it goes beyond like asking for money. Like sometimes it's they ask for money, but then tell people like you will have all the money and you will be blessed and it's all it's misleading because that's not based on scripture the scripture talks about we will have trials and tribulations and all of these things so it's setting people up for disappointment and it's just not it's not realistic and i feel like it's a dangerous thing yeah 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 man but anyway, man, I hope, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, people are listening now and getting some understanding of that, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's culturally, we have this constant debate of what we're saying and, mm-hmm. and a constant misunderstanding of what pastors do or what they don't do and what they can do and what churches do and what they don't do. Somebody think that pastors should be paying everyone's rent and everyone's mortgage. Like that, that ain't what kind of, that, don't no business do that. Right, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying. So, yeah. and, and we might, if we had the money to do it, a lot every everybody's that's that. Nah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like too, and I, and I, um, I feel like I said this on my last video, but we are as a people. I think now we are searching for ways to give back, and so we want to start all these organizations, and we want to volunteer. But really, like that's what the church was set up to be. Yeah. So if we just take our talents to to South Beach, right? Take our talents to the church. <laughs> yeah. And just imagine how much more effective our churches and ministries would be. And this this puts me on my soapbox because I'm like community trying to help grassroots organizations get funding and all of that. But we got so many people out here splitting the pot of money because everybody want to have their own not-for-profit. Everybody want to do something separately. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's only a certain amount of money to go around. So let's collaborate and then we could be more effective. And that's for churches and grassroots organizations. Mm-hmm. But everybody operating in silos and none of us are really that effective right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times, man, people have to understand. And I think this has been more beneficial for me. Like, hey, bro, just don't, just don't give it to me. Show me how to do it. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people miss opportunity and understanding when it comes to church. And, you know, hopefully there's more churches out there having, you know, financial, financial literacy and financial guiding. And, you know, and I think that's, you know, one of the old church I went to, man, every, every Sunday, no, I said uh, Eastern star every, Mm -hmm. every Sunday, when I used to go to Eastern star every Sunday, they would have like, someone come up and give some financial literacy that would be beneficial to you like hey last week we said this and they, they may do 10 minutes of just helping you understand some financial literacy that's like on Roth IRAs or mm. how to do this here's some resources here you know what I mean I'm like yo that's dope like you know what I'm saying give me that that's sometimes that's worth more than here here's the here's a thousand dollars you know what i'm saying like oh yo i can learn how to flip this thousand or learn how to flip take my instead of going to buy i could take twenty dollars a month and go put it in this roth or whatever it may be and you'd be like damn that that built up fast you know what i mean that kind of stuff was like i love that part of it you know what i'm saying so hopefully a lot of churches are implementing that you know what i mean and i think that yeah I I think that practical advice is helpful. We've done like a we've done a Bible study series, something like that, where we take a month and just kind of go through how to create a budget, like bringing your bringing your bills, like bringing your income, like let's walk through it so you can figure it out. Um, We've done one cool thing we did was like a poverty simulation. 
And I think that helped people think about the community because especially like people that have jobs, you know, we not, we know where our money's coming and going. But when you put people in a situation when they have to figure out, all right, I got $50. Am I using this for gas? Am I using this for groceries? Oh, now my kid just broke their leg. So is it a doctor's appointment? And so we did something like that with the church to say like, cause we right in the middle of 46208. And we like, these are the people that are living around us. Yeah. Poverty line is very low. So, you know, just things like that to help people sure. understand like ministry and yeah. what our work really is, right? Yeah, and financial and and and, and we we can move on from this and uh, but financial I think like a lot of times financial literacy or financial transparency is it's it, people are very insecure. Yeah, we're very insecure with even just letting someone know like this how far in debt I am. This is how much money I make a year. This is how, there's a lot of people that's very insecure in that sense. So I think one thing you can do is I always when I teach CPR and when someone is having like their infant is needing CPR, one of the things I always tell the people in the class is the first thing you have to do is you have to make them comfortable and letting them know that, hey, I know CPR. Let me help your baby because right. a mother is insecure. And there's, and I think that's what happens with us in our financial, our financial yeah. literacy and our financial transparency of debt or whatever it may be. We got to like, we like, I ain't telling you my business. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want the help. <laughs> nah, I don't need it, man. I'll figure yeah. it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah man i appreciate you doing this um my last thing i want to i guess i i want you to well first of all i want you to tell us where we can find your book your blog all your social media everything like that yeah so the easiest place is my website which is um ladiesespeaks.com lady z as in zebra speaks.com um social media is lady z um speaks on instagram on linkedin i'm a little more professional with my name zanae brooks (laughs) (laughs) Um, and twitter same thing lady z speaks yeah cool cool i'll make sure i have you tagged in all our in every all my social media and everything um any final words anything that you like you 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 know you want to give like some 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 final words to anyone who's listening anyone who's having struggling with getting back into church wanting to you know get have some under you know get back into being comfortable and secure with their spirituality or even their their religion anything you anything you got to say about that yeah, I encourage people um, to find a community or a person to talk to about it. Um, it can be a small church. It can be a large church. Um, it could be a first lady. It could be anybody. But just having another person at the sounding board to kind of talk through some thoughts. And even pastors are open to conversations, special, you know, kind of younger, 50 and under um, pastors, but you know, I think it's important. So I think people have to figure out what their journey is, and a lot of times that starts by opening the Bible and and praying. And I know it sounds cliche, but mm. the Bible app has plenty of Bible plans that people can do for like all aspects of your life. So you're struggling with depression, there's a Bible app for it that leads you through mm. a, a devotional. You you need motivation, or you want to be closer to Christ. Like it's like thousands out there. Um, so those are just some some little things to start with and just like visit a couple of churches like you don't have to 
not all churches are the same. Like literally <laughs> every church feels different. And yeah. so don't write all churches off because you have one bad experience or mm. the vibe feels off. Just go somewhere else. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, man. One bad church is always like, like they don't get, they don't be giving churches a chance. So they're like, hey, no, nah, one bad church, I am done. You know what I mean? all like, the same. <laughs> churches ain't even the same like denomination. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And so I just, one, it all, people need to take care of themselves. Like we talked about therapy. Um, I'm big on, you know, working out and you don't got to be crazy into CrossFit and Spartan races, but like something to be active. I feel like all of it plays into just like being the best person that you can be for like your body, like your mind and spiritually. But that comes with like being intentional about each of these areas. Yeah, yeah. No, that I think that's great advice. I think one of the key things you said was prayer. I think a lot of times, man, people think people have this um, this this conception of or misconception or this thought process or whatever it may be. They have this this thought uh, that you have to be on your knees and it has to be by the bedside and have to, man, just turn your music off and just talk to God. And a lot of times that that the sign will come to you like you'd be like, whoa, that was for me. You know what I mean? Like it'll just be it'll just come. It may come in a text message. It may something may come and it just shows you whatever you are praying for or asking God about. It'll come to you in some form and you'd be like, whoa. It's almost scary sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So just pray. You know what I mean? It might not be this week, it might be next week. And you just remember, like, oh man, I was asking God about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And what I, I had every now and then I'll write down my prayers, especially mm. if I feel like I'm kind of all over the place. Like I'll write down my prayers. Um, but I'm intentional about praying, not always for myself, but for other people mm. and the community. Because I feel like I got to trust God enough to take care of me, but I also got to care about other people and intercede on behalf of other people who may not be able to pray for themselves or may think Mm -hmm. about it or, you know, all of that. And so I really believe that as you take care of God's people and the things that he's given you, he'll take care of of you. And so I try to make sure that I'm not just selfish in my relationship. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man, I um, I'm an ADHD prayer. So, um, yeah. but God understand my understand. <laughs> I be I be having to break my prayers up into like three different prayers. Like, oh man, I forgot I was praying. <laughs> no, and I tell people I cannot pray at night. I cannot pray in the bed because I'm afraid and end up falling asleep and it be the next morning. Yeah, I be praying and then start thinking about like, man, I gotta go to. Oh wait, God, I'm back. My bad, God, I'm back. <laughs> I be had to. I be I'm ADHD with it. So sometimes I have to do it in a car or break my prayers up. Man, he know what he know what's going on. I'm like, yeah. all right, you know what I mean. So because the Bible says, pray without ceasing that means all day you should really be in relationship and conversation mm-hmm. with God mm-hmm. yeah 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 all right man I really appreciate you coming through yeah this coming is through. great yeah yeah like always man you gotta come back for sure when y'all get that extra hundred people I'm gonna come visit I'm gonna come visit y'all church okay I'm gonna come yeah. visit uh you know one of these when when is when is y'all when is uh where, where's the church at and all that good stuff? Because we didn't even get that information out. Yeah, so New Liberty Missionary Baptist Church. Right now, we are having church inside of Heron Riverside High School off of 30th and Riverside. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the old naval armory that they turned into a school. Mm-hmm. It was uh-huh. a dope space. Um, but all of our services, because we're only in person first and third Sunday, but all of our services are on YouTube, on our New Liberty YouTube page, which is New Liberty M as in Mark BC dot com so that's on youtube um, okay. 
in our Facebook page. But um, yeah, come check us out. You know, yeah, we're just man. trying to do the Lord's work. <laughs> for sure, for sure. In our little corner. That's what's up, man. Well, thank you again. You know, you always welcome back to come to the Texas High. Next time we're gonna have you on just to just to talk that talk. We're gonna have you yeah. on a regular regular conversation. Yeah, we well, this is regular, but you know, we wanted to promote what you had going on and everything. So I appreciate it. Maybe it won't be another hundred episodes. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know it was that long, but yeah, man. So but everyone listening, man, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, please, again, like I said, if you want to contact us or uh, talk to us or listen to any of our episodes, if you want to listen to all our episodes, we're on most um, podcast platforms. That's Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Just type in Stakes is High in Google. Stakes is High podcast. Make sure you put podcast on there. Stakes is High podcast. You'll see us in most of our um, all the podcast uh, platforms. You'll find us there. If you want to find us in the social media world, we're Stakes is High podcast on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you do want to reach out to us and talk to us, have some conversation with us, be a guest or know someone that should be a guest or just just want to holler at us, hit us up at stakesishighpod at gmail.com. Yeah. And we are out of here. Stakes is high podcast. Peace.